2: by the world's best artists, featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. By going without food for days on end, by marching day and night, snatching a precious hour of sleep here and there, Jim, Lil, Judith, and Colo managed to stay just beyond the reach of the pursuing headhunters. Finally, after two weeks of unbelievable hardship, they crossed the mountainous boundary of the savage headhunter country... ...and reach the mountain pass that leads to the rolling valleys dotted with farms and plantations. Civilization at last. But the terrific strain they have put upon themselves takes its toll. And all but Jim collapse under the strain. But although Jim remains on his feet, he's almost more dead than alive. Only his relentless driving will and determination to bring his friends to safety keeps him alert. In the meantime... The governor of the Paguan Islands, acting on information received from the interior, orders searching parties to go to Jungle Jim's Relief. An army plane in advance of the mechanized column sights something and reports by radio to the column below.
3: Well, Sergeant, what do you make of it? There's no doubt about it, sir. That's the party we're looking for. I've got the glasses on them. From here it looks like two women and two men. Uh Uh-huh. There appears to be only one of them alive, and he's in danger. See, sir, they're on a narrow ledge of rock, and he's staggering around. He's waving something, trying to signal us. Okay, let's get the column down there and tell them about it. Very good, sir. Flight Sergeant Marlin in observation. Flight A for Army 22109, calling motorized unit A4716. Come in, please. Flight A for Army 22109 calling motorized unit A 4716. Come in, please.
0: This is motorized unit A for Army 4716. Come in, Flight Sergeant Marlin.
3: Flying 6,000 feet, approaching mountains to west. Sighted party of four. Two men and two women on narrow ledge near the Kalua Pass. One man signaling us. Party apparently in danger suggest you proceed at all speed at once.
0: Very good, Sergeant Marlin. Captain Fisher wants to know if you can identify the party as that of Jungle Jim Bradley. Come in, Sergeant.
3: They answer roughly to the the description given us. We will proceed to the pass and circle over the party. If we can get near enough, we'll signal him that we've sighted him. That is all. Come in, Unit A.
0: We will advance full speed ahead expect to reach Kalua Pass approximately one hour. We'll contact you then. It is all.
1: Lil. Lil. Judith. Kolo. Colo, come to. We're. We're saved. Lil. Oh, Lil. Lil, do you hear me? Lil, we're saved. What is it, Jim? What is it? What's happened? We're saved. Hmm? We're saved, Lil. There's an army plane overhead.
3: Oh.
1: I signaled and they saw me. They signaled back, and and now there's an army car and soldiers coming to the pass. Oh, come on, Lil. Lil, we'll try to sit up. Oh, uh, I'll try, Jim. Oh, but I'm <laughs> numb. My arms, my legs won't move. How's Judith? She's pretty bad. Well, I'll try to rouse her. Judith. Judith. You're all right now. We're saved. Judith. Judith, open your eyes. Look at me. Judith. Judith. Oh. I'll be all right, you. I'll be all right. Don't you understand? We're saved. Soldiers are coming. They'll be here any minute, Judith. Try to hang on. Pull yourself together. Yes, yes, I. I'm all right, Jim. I can hear you. Oh, but I'm so tired. I want to sleep. Kolo, 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 come on! Try to get up. We're saved, I tell you. There's a rescue party coming. Kolo, Kolo,
3: try to get up on your feet again. Yes, Tuan. Colo, have sleep better now. Colo, get up.
1: That's the stuff, Colo. We're going to be all right now. Look, look down the pass, Colo. Soldiers are coming.
3: See, Tuan. Colo, stand up. All right now. Be a bit shaky, maybe, but soon feel good.
0: coming up to you. All right, men. Better bring up those stretchers. We may have to carry them down. All right. I'm Lieutenant Brophy of the governor's staff. You Jungle Jim
1: Bradley? Yes, yes. Yes, Lieutenant. Here's my party. They're all in pretty bad shape. The two girls are completely exhausted.
0: Well, you look as though you're about to collapse yourself. We'll have you all nicely tucked away in hospital beds in no time. Let's sit down now. We'll take care of you. All right, hurry up with those stretchers. Take those ladies down and go easy. They're in bad shape. Now you two men, help this chap. Sergeant, give me a hand here with Mr. Bradley.
2: Totally exhausted by his long campaign, half-starved and his whole system weakened by the lack of sleep and rest Jim's condition is far worse than the others, and Governor Thorpe makes daily visits to the hospital to watch developments. Well, how's the
3: patient today, Doctor? Any signs of
2: improvement? He's doing as well as can be expected, Governor.
3: His condition is far worse than the others. I'll keep you informed. Yes, I know that, but what I am really anxious about is his immediate condition. Is he out of danger? No, Governor, I can't say that. The heart and body can only stand so much. And although Bradley was probably as fine a specimen of physical fitness that one could see... The ordeal he's been through is enough to kill him. Mm. It's only a miracle he's alive now. Then it's really nip and tuck as far as Bradley's concerned. Yes, it'll be a week yet before we can pronounce him out of danger. That is, if he responds to the treatment we're giving him. I have every hope that he will respond, but we can only wait and see. Uh, I hope so. And how are the other patients? Brad, this Hindu manservant responded very well. He's out of danger and coming along very well. So is Mr. Rill. Oh, she's in here if you'd like to drop in. Yes, yes, I would by all means. And uh, how is the other young lady? I'm glad you asked about her, Governor. Physically, she's doing better than any of them. Well. But I'm afraid her mental condition isn't of the best. There's something weighing on her mind and troubling her a great deal. Uh, probably the death of her uncle. Mm-hmm. She's very fond of him, despite his murderous nature. She's probably taking his death to heart now that the ordeal of escape is over. You may be right. But would that cause her to be seized with a mania and write letters? Uh, what do you mean, Doctor. Well, yesterday she asked for a pen, ink, and notepaper. We supplied it, and the nurse in attendance said she had made a dozen attempts to write a letter and never completed it. Each time she failed, she became visibly affected. cried a little. Hmm. Well, that's strange. And perhaps Mr. Veal will give us an answer. Until we can get to the cause of the trouble, I'm afraid it will retard her complete recovery. Yes, yeah, yes, I see. you. I'll drop in and see Mr. Ville and talk it over. Er... Uh... Do you mind if I drop in for a chat, Mr. Vril?
1: Mind? I'd be delighted, Governor. Come over and sit down. Oh, thank you.
3: Well, you are beginning to look like your old self again, Mr. (laughs) Vril.
1: I'm feeling very fit, thank you, Governor.
3: Yeah, it's fine. And
1: if you have any influence with that doctor, you might get him to let me get up and move around in the sunshine.
3: Oh, (laughs) now, I wouldn't try to rush things if I were you, Mr.
1: How's How's Jim progressing, Governor? He's the one I'm worried about. I can't seem to get much information from your doctor. Well,
3: he's doing as well as can be expected. But his condition Was is...
1: much worse than the others. I know that much, Governor. That's all I can get out of the doctor.
3: Well, he's really doing well, Mr. Hill. Oh. Responding funding nicely to treatments. But your lady friend in the next room seems to be puzzling the doctors.
1: Well, Judith was in pretty bad shape, Governor.
3: Uh, it's not that. Her physical condition is as good as yours. She seems to be retarded by a mental condition. Yeah? She seems to have something troubling her very deeply. Whatever it is, it's weighing heavily on her mind.
1: Well, she was an orphan and had no one in the world except her uncle. And I suppose now that he's gone, she... Yes,
3: yes, we, uh, we discussed that angle. But the doctor dismisses it. Something else. Now, it can't be financial matters. I've looked into that. You see, her uncle had quite a sizable fortune and I've instructed the courts that she's to receive it all. Now, you've been close to her, Mr. Ville, so I thought perhaps you could tell us what's troubling Eleni. I feel more or less responsible for her future happiness, having had to forcibly upset her security by destroying Karnak her uncle.
1: I can't imagine what it can be, Governor, but I'll try to find out as soon as I'm able to get up.
2: A little over a week later, Jungle Jim, still confined to an invalid's chair, is allowed to be moved out on the sun deck, where Lil, now completely recovered, is his constant companion. But Judith apparently has not completely recovered and is still confined to her room. She has been feverishly writing and destroying letters, but one day she completes the often attempted letter, and in the privacy of her room, reads it over softly in a broken voice.
1: Dear Jim, when you read this, I shall be on my way to America. We met under tragic circumstances. And now that it is all over, I know that you will write about Uncle's death. I say farewell in this manner because it's the easiest way. You see, Jim, I have fallen in love with you. Goodbye. Judith. <laughs>
2: So that is the answer to the mystery of what has been on Judith's mind. Will she mail the letter or leave it for Jim? What will happen when Jim and Lil read its contents? Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures which appear in the Comic Weekly. The world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon lines like the list of all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Popeye the Sailor, Tilly the Toiler, Barney Google and the Little King, the impish antics of Skippy, the Cats and Kids, the immortal Mickey Mouse, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over this same station. Be sure to tune in.